0: In business and life, relationships are everything. Welcome to the People Catalyst podcast, where we interview top business leaders and learn how they build relationships with their teams, clients, and those that promote and refer them. Here's your host, business trainer
1: and leader of the People Catalyst team, Carla Nelson.
0: And welcome to the People Catalyst podcast, Alan Fadden
1: it's a beautiful day for a podcast
0: you always have such a positive energy about you i love it
1: thank you it takes one another one
0: favorite time
1: podcast yeah. time podcast time <laughs> it's podcast time
0: <laughs> oh my gosh where did that come from i remember that jingle no idea i have no idea either <laughs> so we are uh, in part two of a four-part series which we've identified some advanced trainings for movers, shakers, provers, and makers. And part one was advanced shaker training. And now we're moving to part two, which is advanced mover training. So the the format that we use to break it down in its most simplest form is that it's kind of funny. I'm gonna be interviewing Alan as a mover, (laughs) (laughs) even though he is a shaker. However, it's, a, it's the, obviously the way that we've formatted them in the past. And I'll jump in there just like I have. Because you're I a ask, mover. Because I'm a mover because I can't help myself, right? <laughs> and so I'll be asking Alan questions. And then we'll go through each of the questions and position it as if Alan is a mover. And then, of course, I'll be jumping in there because, again, I can't help myself. So let's get started. Ready to go? All right, so Alan, what are the two things that make you a mover?
1: Okay, number one, are you an early adopter? Mm-hmm. And what is an early adopter? We've talked about it several times. That's based on the law of diffusion of innovations. And an early adopter is somebody who behaves in their, say, life as a consumer, as buying the new, being first to buy the new product or service. We moved that over into the workplace. It's the first one to embrace new ideas and change in the workplace. And there are two early adopters. There's a thinker who we talked about last time, and that's the shaker who comes up with the ideas. And then there's the doer, early adopter, who's the mover, and that's the person who sets the priorities, picks which ideas will be the best to move ahead, the biggest priority, and then designs a a launch plan and marshals the entire resources of of, of the group to do that. And and one uh, piece of this is
0: that uh, only 15% of the population are movers. And it's actually very challenging sometimes in companies to find the movers or they're sitting in positions that they're not being utilized for their best core nature of work. Do you remember the time we went in and it was the person, the only mover in like a 60 person company was the person who answered the phones.
1: That's right. Like and it was a great, it was, it was a great spot. I was
0: sweating, man, because we're sitting there going, there's no movers. Okay, the only mover is the one who's answering the phone. Sure enough, knew nothing about insurance, and she still picked the best idea. <laughs>
1: it's interesting, too, because that happens time and time again. But I'm going to go back for a moment to what you said before, and that is 15% of the people are movers, and they're really hard to find. And that's because in a lot of companies, they're way under that 15%. Why? Mm-hmm. Because guess where the movers are? They are. They left. They started yeah. their own business.
0: Yeah, that's a. It's great, a. Na- great it's, way it's their, their nature. nature. You're right. Yep. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of that one company. Do you remember that had only one mover? What? How many employees did they have?
1: 100 employees, one mover, and it was a company that was headed downhill. They'd lost a million dollars in revenue uh, the last year. They had to lay off 10 percent of the staff. And out of a hundred people, we found one mover and she was in charge of uh, production for the company, which was a little bit of miscasting because that's a lot of buying stuff. And oftentimes that could be, should be perhaps a prover or a prover maker con- uh, combination, but she was doing a great job because she was really- Well, that's, really that's the thing
0: about a mover. A lot of times they'll do a great job because it's just in their nature on the doer side, I found. So a lot of times right. they could so be, get, it
1: done, get it done. They could get be it done. buried
0: right underneath of the, the entire employee, you know, makeup.
1: So we freed her up, and she went to every meeting and played the role of a mover, and uh, used the hoodoo method, an early version of that, and kept the shakers and the provers apart, and things started speeding up. So what happened within a year? We quadrupled the revenue from seven million to twenty, well, more than quadrupled to twenty nine seven. And uh, it was at a 48% profit margin.
0: Incredible. So
1: uh, put the put the right people in the right place, doing the right thing at the right time, and good things happen. You
0: got it. You, the only time it doesn't work is if you don't do it.
1: <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> I don't know who came <laughs> up with
0: that, but I love that. <laughs> okay, so Alan, what is a good role for a mover?
1: So uh, this is the only sports metaphor you're going to hear in this 10 seconds at least. Uh, And that is to be the point guard, like on a basketball team. That's a person who brings the ball down and decides whether to whip a pass into the center in the paint or to uh, uh, put a sideways pass over to the shooting guard to shoot a three or to set up a play. And it's the same thing. It's the mover in the company who sets up the play. They've got a great view
0: You just made me think of something, Alan. Is mm. you could use that on any team sport. The football, it's the quarterback.
1: It's the quarterback, absolutely. Right? It's like it, then you go to yeah.
0: soccer. It's your forward who's taking it down. I mean, it's uh-huh. interesting. I never thought about it that way. You made me think of that because you said this is the lone, you know, sports analogy you're gonna get. It's, so and
1: in hockey, it's it's the player whose mullet is flowing in the wind most freely. <laughs> Pretty sure <of> that. <laughs>
0: That's good stuff.
1: Yeah, you betcha. So uh, the uh, mover is the point guard, and, and what does that mean in a in an innovation uh, team? That means that the uh, mover selects the best idea because they've got a great sense of priorities, and they also have a sense of priorities on what the team should be focusing on, and when and when uh, when one phase ends and the next phase begins. They've just got a great gut sense of that. And so what do they do? They're really great at planning the launch of any great idea. And how do they do that? They identify resources or a great facilitator. Yeah, well, And this and is a good
0: point. You said work. facilitator because I you know, after facilitating hundreds of trainings and all the podcasts and all the things that we've done through the years and being a mover is that we don't care. We, so again, shakers say no to idea because it's not their idea. Provers say no to idea because there's too much wrong with it. And makers, because you're going to mess up my entire existence. (laughs) Movers don't really care. They just want to get it done. And so they have a great facilitation mechanism of saying, let's keep everybody in their own lanes and they can identify when somebody's moving out of their lane more quickly. Why? Because it's really, really important to them to get it done. So right. they can right. speak in those terms. Whereas, and it's not that we don't have even trainers that are shakers or provers, it's just that they're more likely to move to their core nature of work. Where a mover is more likely to see someone else moving towards their core nature of work and say, uh uh uh. uh it's yeah. just easier for them to Great. do it.
1: Great point. And the other thing, too, is they're, they're I think, their they're viewpoint toward ideas where shakers, provers, and makers are worried for one viewpoint or another about killing ideas. Shakers don't want them killed. Provers do. And, uh, makers just don't want them around. The mover, it's a, it's a, their supply of ideas is their lifeblood. So mm-hmm. it's like, uh, let's not kill any ideas. And that's a That's a great concept for your, your enterprise. Anyway, every idea is a non-balance sheet asset of the company. And if it doesn't work today, doesn't matter. 15 mm. minutes or an hour, everything will have changed and there's a good chance it would work. Or you using the hoodoo method can overcome the barriers and all of a sudden it works.
0: You got it. That's, I love that. I, it's probably because I'm a mover. You're like, give me goosebumps <laughs> over here. <laughs> okay. So Alan, who does the mover have the best relationship with?
1: Well, probably the shaker, I think, time and time again. And it's, you know, I mean, it's like they're each other's drug dealers. Oh, it's definitely
0: the shaker. (laughs) No doubt about it.
1: Movers love ideas and shakers (laughs) provide them, and shakers love the doing, the ability. Oh, get my idea done, run with it. Are you kidding me? Please, please. Mm
0: -hmm. And a great part about this is in the ideation stage and again it, there's two phases when we talk about phase one phase two ideation is phase one that's trying to figure out what we're going to do and running the process and then implementation which is phase two and a big part about phase one is that the shakers provide idea 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 and if you've got more than one they're just like compounding these incredible ideas so their idea always gets picked in some way shape or form right so so they love that piece. Movers aren't naturally wired to, and I'm a mover, a little bit of a secondary shaker. However, they're wired to have that input and they just love it. And they love watching when that magic is happening between the shaker or shakers that, that it's compounding. There's a compounding effect when you have a shaker and a shaker and a shaker. They come up with better and better and better, 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 better ideas right? So the mover, it really energizes them because they're sitting there watching it play out. They might not have been able to think about the ideas, but they're really able to hone in and go, man, yeah, that's yeah. good. Ooh, that's better. Oh, wow. That, combine those two. It's even great, greater. So you're right. I love that. I, I, it's a new term around here. Yeah, We're right. each other's right. drug dealer. <laughs> that's great. Oh. So that kind of reminds me of that book, that uh you know that household name book because we don't use any names on on the podcast that uh you help facilitate right four um, chapters for it it,
1: it's a business book and uh uh created the entire team part of the book there were like three major parts of the book and the interesting thing uh, about it was there were two co-authors both of them were famous and uh, one was a shaker and the other was a mover and They worked extremely well together, especially on the front end of the book. And they, they actually wound up making major changes a couple of times and, uh, because it wasn't quite right yet. And so they just turned on a dime. And then uh, even on, uh, on this end, uh, about two weeks before the chapters were due, there was a major snag that happened and, uh, I'm a shaker and, uh. Uh, was working with a mover on that part of it, and we uh, we renamed everything, we changed everything, and met the deadline in two weeks. It was just a, the whole thing was a bunch of impossible feats. And the beautiful thing was, it sold over a million copies. It, it debuted at number one on Amazon.
0: I love how you said an impossible feat. How many times have yeah. we been faced with that? <laughs> And it's amazing when you actually do have a deadline or something really challenging to overcome a really great mover shaker combination. It's just like one, two punch, one, two punch. I mean, it's just like, and it, and you can really work very quickly on the front. And again, we're talking about depending on ideation or implementation two different ways to go about working with the mover shaker combination. However, there's still, moving they can move very rapidly in either of those scenarios or situations
1: right and what so it's again it's a who to go to when you need to do something quickly that's you you want to have a mover and shaker uh involved don't don't forget to do that
0: yes okay so our next question here is who does the mover likely have conflict with
1: (laughs) oh this is a fun one the maker oh that's so true so, so they're both doers, meaning they're, you know they're not random thinkers. they 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 always think about what the next step is, everything in a sequence, one, two, three, four, five. Uh, but the mover likes to do big leaps, and the maker likes to do baby steps. And it's a kind of a question of patience versus impatience, seeing the big picture versus seeing the the, the close ups and the smaller picture uh dealing with the idea versus dealing with the details and it and they can just uh either annoy each other to death or or perhaps uh uh sometimes terrify.
0: <laughs> That's funny you say baby steps because that reminds me of hiring a babysitter. Well it was even more than a babysitter because it was pretty much a full-time job and for uh, our kiddos. And this particular we have everybody profiled. They think we're crazy around this place. I've got my, you know, six and nine-year-old <laughs> profile <laughs> by the way my six-year-old is my perfect assistant uh, but he's only six so we'll see how that turns out but we're hiring this individual and we have her profiled and she's a maker so that really is a great profile for um somebody who's watching your children because they're going to take input and they're going to follow the rules right so but here's yep. the deal I can't give those rules. I can plan the entire thing out. I can say, here are the food choices. Here's the uh, schedule for the day, right? But what I can't do as a mover that drives me insane is explain it and walk through those little steps. And you said it perfectly, Alan, because you go from one, five, 10, 15 as a mover. You're not like in the details. You're still in the big picture. And you have to slow down and explain everything. Slow down. Otherwise, makers melt down. And so, yeah. and it's interesting because I can see it and appreciate it and absolutely love our makers because again, we need everybody. We just don't need them at the same time. It's just agonizing for a mover to slow down, you know, that much and really work through all the details. So, Alan, with that, what is the solution? to the conflict that the solution is never a what
1: it's a who yeah and the and the who is like <laughs> I love okay it. It's uh, you as a mover ought to be talking to someone that you have a green or a yellow light relationship with so the things just don't stop so you don't have the red light and and makers and movers have red light relationships so Uh, Movers and provers have yellow light relationships, and that means they can kind of understand each other, accommodate each other. So the mover then goes to the prover and says, here's what I want to accomplish. Can you draw it out for the maker and answer all their questions? Ask me anything you want, Uh, but you need to be doing this.
0: Yeah, it's incredible the patience that provers have with the makers. I can't even be in the room when it's (laughs) happening. It's it's, it's literally, I'm not even doing it, right? And it's painstakingly like, oh, put my headphones in and do something else. But it's funny you say that because the solution, I knew she was a maker. That's still a great person, Mm -hmm. right? So my husband's a prover. And of course, I knew he was a prover. (laughs) So I was like, here you go here's the schedule, here's the this, here's the this. I am not walking through the details. That will drive me absolutely crazy, but I could plan everything out. That was really simple and easy. I just couldn't painstakingly walk walk through each of the steps and say, this is what we need to do. Like, let me give you an example, an hour of playtime. It's like, you had to give choices. <laughs> Are you serious? Just go play soccer. Do something that's moving your body. It's like, Oh, he had to like list out 15 different choices that they had, right, for that time instead of just, you know. And you
1: had to come up with them.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can't make this stuff up if you tried. But here's the thing is most people going into this, they don't know it and they get so frustrated. And instead of frustration, you know, removing the resistance by, I love what you just said, Alan, it's the answer is always a who. And you remove the resistance instead of trying to press harder to make it work, you find out okay, who do we need in this situation and scenario And if there's conflict or things are not working appropriately, how do we solve that problem?
1: right and uh, just one last thing another way of looking at at that is that we each have natural inboxes and natural outboxes and the outbox of a Mover does not match the inbox of a maker. Mm-hmm. However, if you put a prover in between the two, then the outbox of the mover matches the inbox of the prover. And then the outbox of the prover and converts that into a detailed instructions, matches the inbox of the maker.
0: Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Okay, so our next question here is Alan, who is the other person? Movers potentially may have conflict with.
1: Yeah, so it, it is actually a person we are just talking about, and that is that is the prover. Um, however, there's kind of a professional accommodation here, where they have an ability to say, "Oh, yeah, I understand where you're coming from," and "Oh, yeah, I understand you too." Well, how about if we just make each of us make a slight adjustment here? And we can probably pass this back and forth pretty easily, you know, just don't operate out, out of an extreme. So one thing you would say to the prover is like, just don't, just don't try to kill the idea. Please tell me what's wrong with it and we can fix it, you know, and be specific, but don't try to kill the idea. And then the prover can say to the mover, yeah. And just don't uh, try to jam some idea you haven't thought through down my throat. You know, <laughs> let's have, a, let's just have a discussion. It's the kind of way that you think everybody could have a discussion, it's just that the shaker and the maker don't want to be in that discussion. They both have you know, too, too emotional of a downside. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas the mover and the prover, oh yeah, we can, you know, the, they, it's like at that moment, they can be the grown grown-ups.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and then, you know, they kind of, they both appreciate, and we call this a yellow light relationship, they appreciate yeah. each other's core nature of work, because they're the bridge and they they meet each other in the middle and they go hey i need you you need me we don't necessarily see things the same way however if we don't work together implementation doesn't happen and ideation is very different you know so in ideation you're facilitating the process right you're running through you're going through the process as many times until you figure out what it is that you're going to do and then in implementation Really movers and provers become very tight because say, for instance, you decide, you know, we're going to implement this new technology. Well, guess what? Movers know they need it, but they don't want to learn it or do it. Provers can. And so Movers appreciate the fact that they have somebody to hand it off to because our outbox matches their inbox and they'll go and look at the 25 different things and how this is going to go wrong. And movers appreciate that because why? If you make a mistake and you have a hiccup, it just tosses everything into disarray. And then either you have to start over or you're wasting time, energy, resources, momentum. And and movers can't stand wasting those things.
1: It's really a key handoff. And uh, it's one kind of a handoff when you're innovating. It's another kind of handoff when you're implementing. And and it's oftentimes uh, one of the more likely places that things can break down even when you're using the hoodoo method. So that's got to both parties have got to be really, uh, really aware of being at uh, their most... they're, they're most accommodating and working things out. And once you get those relationships down, that's kind of the toughest one, then things can really flow and really flow back up and down, up and down, up and down the team as things change.
0: Got it. And that brings us to our last question, Alan, is how does this breakdown between ideation or innovation, we use both words, mm-hmm. and implementation happen?
1: Well, so Arthur Kessler, who wrote the act of creation back in nineteen sixty one, said everything's already created, so so we don't create new things. We we actually we, we actually combine things that already exist but haven't been together before. And when those two things haven't been together before, they will energize half the people and and even offend <laughs> the other half of the of the people.
0: <laughs> well, I love how you say that. And it's different. Remember, we're talking from the perspective of a mover. And the funny thing is the breakdown is different for yep. all four yep. core natures of work. That's
1: right. And so, <laughs> so so we we have some things here at stake. And, you know, we, we do need that point guard in the, uh, in the implementation, or I'm sorry, the innovation side just to keep things moving. Otherwise, you never, ever get a new idea done. And I mean that goes all the way back to the '90s. Fortune magazine cover story: Why CEOs failed—they couldn't get a new idea done in their own company, and they thought that was about 90 percent of the people who got fired. Akers from IBM, wow. Emilio from Apple, and so forth—they uh, they couldn't get anything new done in their own company. So that's uh, you got to have that point guard as part of the part of your team. Yeah, and then
0: in the implementation side, you—if you don't understand that you're your prover becomes your point guard in separating your mover from the shaker because you're going to inevitably run into challenges. And remember it's your shaker that can come up with innovative ways to solve that challenge and that problem. But the prover can't go back to the shaker because that again is a red light relationship and it get, and you get stuck. So even, even though your point guard is going to be your prover in implementation, if you don't put your mover and buffer that relationship, then you just hit gridlock in trying to get over the roadblocks when you've already picked the idea and you're trying to get it implemented.
1: Yeah, and and, and you know this is uh, those of you who are listening, who uh, were ever into things like Six Sigma or perhaps quality, perhaps Deming. One of the things that there was a technique in quality called the Ishikawa fishbone diagram, where you would ask, if you had a problem, you're stuck, you would ask five levels of why. So you could uh, you could determine cause and effect and get and and solve the real cause of the problem. But what nobody ever did then is ask uh, as well as why.
0: Our favorite, our favorite word.
1: (laughs) Yes. And and you know what? Uh, When you're stuck, one of the most uh, predictable outcomes is uh, and this is probably 70, 80 percent of the time is you've got an even larger than that. You've got two red light relationships working, mm-hmm. trying to work and together. It's so and so Even if they understand that
0: one is a shaker and approver, it's just so rough to try to solve problems that way. It's, you just have to have the right people you know, in the right space at the right time doing the right thing. So awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Alan, a part two of you, a four part series. You've just heard advanced mover training. Thank you for listening to the People Catalyst podcast. And remember,
1: it's a good life.